Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me, as he does, from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hello, all. How are you? Excellent. How about yourself? I'm super. Thank you. Excellent. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dr. Steve Cloutier. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Uh, cold. Yeah, so am I. It's it's a bit frigid here today. Yep. I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. You're down in Tampa. I just like rubbing it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in Cleveland. Well, Parma, but suburb of Cleveland. Ah, so this week we are talking about season three, episode twenty-three. Yes, we are almost to the end of this series, or this season, not the series that will continue. Unfortunately. Uh, we are talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, as soon as I hit play on it and I saw like the first opening scene, which I will I will play here in a second, my first thought was, before I start watching this, uh, this episode is going to be brought to us by somebody's tourism bureau. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Oliver, what were your impressions of this episode? Well, two points. Uh, they begin with an egregious error, which <laughs> puts into doubt this whole episode to begin with. And number two, if you thought that only Spinal Tap drummer is spontaneously combusted, do we have news for you? <laughs> and Steve? <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure I could add to that. Um, <laughs> uh, I, do have, I do have a few things. You know, it's... Perhaps from my sort of leftist thinking, you know, there is a um, a point where um, wives who disobey their husbands get punished. <laughs> wow. I'll leave it at that for now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you've heard from you've heard from our co-host. Now let's hear from the man himself. For 12 long summers, workers labored in the sun-baked earth of western Syria, digging, probing, turning back the centuries. An Italian archaeologist, Professor Paolo Matti, excavated Ebla, capital of a previously unknown Bronze Age kingdom. Then, in the fall of 1974, as his 13th season of digging was about to end, he unexpectedly unearthed the missing piece to an ancient biblical puzzle. After 4,000 years, a written record, independent of the Bible, confirmed the existence of Sodom and Gomorrah. One crucial question remains. Where did they exist? Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently the tablets that he found, the, the, the Ebla tablets... 
it, it was sort of like it was sort of like Nostradamus, the 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 pro the prophecies of Nostradamus. People read the tablets and shoehorned in what they thought should go there. Basically, they said, wow, this sounds very similar to, to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. It must be them. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 sorry, Steve. Go no, ahead. No, you go ahead. The Ebola tablets have been debunked. Mm-hmm. They have absolutely nothing to do with the Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and you're right. What they what they did, and this is what happens in these types of things, is that it's like check box A or check box B. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, it's either or. It's it. There's no middle ground in any of this. And especially when you get to this region of the world, it's very black and white in that in that instance. And what how you just put it, they shoehorned again. They they reverse engineered it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, that's all they did. Which is a common theme in this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve, you were going to say. Well, no, I was just, I was just going to pick up on your Nostradamus thing and ask if the Ebola tablets uh, prophesied the rise of Hitler, but <laughs> <laughs> they might have. <laughs> but but sort of going back to what Oliver said, I mean, stories are passed around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you can find examples of one story told some in one place and another sto- the same story told somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that one has verified the proof has 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 proven the other one. It just people tell stories and stories get get traveled around. Mm-hmm. And nobody's ever disputing that Sodom and Gomorrah ever existed. No, um, you know it would be. It, Having cities that have disappeared um, is not a big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the symbolism that's imbued within the cities that's the problem. Right. That, of course, <laughs> has never been. A, so this is why this episode kind of shocked me in that way, because the first 15 minutes of it, they were really just talking about whether this uh, this city existed or not. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting something different. I mean, right. I got it. I got it in minute sixty, <laughs> but <laughs> but for the first fifteen minutes, I was expecting something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, um, like you can say that uh, you know, uh, five hundred years from now, people will get will go, well, did Shaker Heights exist? Mm-hmm. And you can go, well, yes, it did, but there was no imbued meaning into living in Shaker Heights. Do you know what I mean? O- only the people of Shaker Heights imbue meaning on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good, good Ohio pool there. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, in case anyone doesn't know, Shaker Heights is a suburb of Cleveland. Um, so we get a brief history of Jerusalem. You know, in, in oh, in, don't, okay, in in search of his own <laughs> own very ham fisted way. You you can't you can't expect me to take you seriously. As a research show, and I know that they did not have the internet back then, but somebody could have cracked an Encyclopedia Britannica for this one. <laughs> they they specifically say three different areas, and they say that they were all built in biblical times. <laughs> that's the Mount of Olives, that's the Wailing Wall, and the Dome of the Rock. <laughs> the Dome of a, the Rock is a is a mosque, people. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, remember that Islam didn't come around till the seventh century. Right. The Dome of the Rock was built in six ninety one. That's not biblical. That by any stretch of the imagination, that is not biblical times. The the oldest or the 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 last book of the Bible is uh the the uh, 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 revelation of John the Divine. Mm-hmm. That is the that final acid trip of a book, uh, oh, and that was written in about one hundred one hundred to one hundred ten A.D. So there you go. I mean, to make that much of it, that that is a that is a grade eight error. Yes, <laughs> somebody should have just cracked the book over that. Yep. So I was I was shocked at that one. <laughs> and then we are introduced to the Bedouins. Everybody drink. <laughs> right up there right up there with Minoans and <laughs> what else? Uh, druids. Well, B- Bedouins still exist. So Yes. Um they uh, let's see. They claim to have stripped uh, lush green fields and forests to desert. I don't know. Did they Could they have I don't Well, think... something ha- something happened in that region of the world, but way yeah. before the Bedouins ever got there because there wouldn't be oil in the Middle East if there wasn't vegetation at some point. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So here we go. Uh, here is another clip, and this is where we start getting into the story part. High on cliffs overlooking the Dead Sea, from time immemorial, nomad folklore has traditionally labeled a jutting thumb of rock salt Lot's wife. Somewhere here, somewhere within sight of this rock, according to an ancient story preserved in the biblical accounts of Genesis, once existed a lush and fertile plain and a league of wealthy cities known as Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. So according to these nomadic tribes people, uh, the Pillar of Salt, which, uh, by the way, there are lots of pillars of salt over there. The Dead Sea is a giant salt sea. It's 25% salt. So yeah, you're going to have salt formations. Um uh the the valley uh you know it was believed to be fertile at one point and uh that was supposedly the site of Sodom and Gomorrah as we just heard. What if This is my what if. What if that pillar of salt was around before the story of Sodom and Gomorrah was ever thought of, there say there were cities. And uh, what if some ancient Bedouin saw that uh, formation and used that in his story? You know, that, that used to be a man's wife. And, you know, she disobeyed him. And, you know, so God turned her into a pillar of salt. And there it is right there. See that, that there's a pillar of salt. Uh, I think you have an excellent <laughs> point there, Jason, because... Um, like all of these stories, they give themselves away. And in this particular story, um, it gives itself away because God doesn't turn anybody else to salt. No. In the old town, certainly not in the Pentateuch. So um, this seems to be very geographically specific. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That God decides to turn someone into something that is of abundance in that particular geographic area. Like, he doesn't turn her into stone. No. Like, he doesn't turn her into, 
a bird, no. you know, he turns her into something geographically specific, mm-hmm. which suggests to me that that was man-made. Yes. That whole story. Right. Yeah, and, was- and as, I, as I said before, it's a story to let wives know that they have to listen to their husbands. <laughs> well, it's a, bit, it's a bit more than that. Because because all of the Old Testament is well all well the New Testament a little bit nicer with women but but the Old Testament is terrible towards women because when I say when I say something's man made it's male made mm-hmm. yeah. as well yes um, the actual story differs depending on what you like the meaning of the story differs depending on whether you're a Christian or a Jew. Um, Judaism at its root is really based on justice. And um, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is that God turned, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because Mm -hmm. they were unfriendly to the stranger. Right. The stranger being Lot. Mm -hmm. There was no mention of, you know, guy on guy action. (laughs) You know, there was not, there was, there was none of that kind of stuff. It's Christianity that took Sodom and Gomorrah, the lesson from, uh, from be nice to a stranger, and this or this will is what will happen to to you know guy stuff. Yes. Um, the actual Steve's right though is that if you take the moral of the story in two parts, uh, the second part of it is is just you know the women are are kind of the receptor of of blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a constant theme. And the other thing it points out is that God was a complete mass murderer <laughs> in the in 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 the old book. I mean, are there find me an Amalekite? Do you know why there are no more Amalekites? Because <laughs> God killed them all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And this is just another example. Right. It's yeah. one of Christianity's biggest failings. <laughs> they have been they have been since the since the Nicene Council, they have been kind of I don't know the word to put it they've just been kind of weighed down by having to t- take the Old Testament along with the New yeah. Testament mm-hmm. so Steve anything to add no okay <laughs> what what could you possibly add I know I, I know because I wouldn't shut up sorry so <laughs> no it's fine all right so I have it, it's sort of a double clip here it's it's split in two. The biblical accounts are clear. As the Hebrew elder Abraham led his nomadic tribe across the rocky hills, his nephew, Lot, wandered down into a fertile plain, the Valley of Sodom. Biblical storytellers peopled it with rich and decadent townsmen, sensualists, celebrants of the profane. The geography is explicit, by the Salt Sea, under the Moab Hills. But for 4,000 years, man has searched in vain for some trace of the wicked cities of the plain, for evidence that they were something more than biblical parable. So, first of all, uh, I, I think it, we, we have to mention here that Nimoy is dressed in white. Like he the, was. Like the angel that he is. Oh, I was thinking Ralph Macchio. I thought he was karate <laughs> kidding it up like crazy. He didn't have a bandana, though. No, no. true. Uh, so or, or washcloths, um, but uh, no, it was. Uh, it, I I thought, oh wow, Karate Kid. <laughs> so, yes, uh, 
he basically just gave us the, you know, the, the, the beginning of the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, of course, people are still looking for it. You know, did it exist? Well, probably, but it's probably been, you know, long, you know, long bye-bye. And, uh, and, we, and we don't know what went on there. We don't. No. We don't. There's no proof of anything. Once we get to the archaeologist, I'll tell you a little story about that. Oh, would that be uh, Dr. Abram Biran or Biran or whatever? Yes. 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 Well, I have a clip from him because this, this just you might. follows right up. One of Israel's foremost archaeologists, Dr. Avram Biran. Well, let me make something quite clear before we say anything else. Archaeology is not here to prove or disprove the Bible. The Bible, as a book of divine inspiration, needs no proof. But the Bible contains a lot of historical memories. And what archaeology does is to illustrate these memories. The amazing thing about archaeological research has been that the more we excavate, the more we uncover the past, the more we get evidence that these historical memories correct not really some of them yeah we're we're seeing that okay yeah maybe there was you know there were lots of cities in that area in that time but were any of them sodom and gomorrah who knows the only thing I know of as Sodom today is a is a metal band out of uh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't remember where they're out of but they're oh, they're really good. Um, Oliver, you you you. Okay. Do you do you want to go? Do you want to go on again? <laughs> uh, no, I'll let Steve go. I'll let Steve go before I go off on my diatribe. <laughs> go, Steve. Okay. Well, I was I was just gonna say it, it's 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 like Atlantis. Somebody mm-hmm. puts it in a book, so people automatically assume that it's based on reality. Right. Right. And that's not necessarily true because, you know, um, writers make things up. Mm-hmm. That that would be like me taking Star Wars and assuming Tatooine is based on a real thing. Right. It's like, no, no, no. George Lucas made it up. <laughs> right. I mean, in the same way that Plato made up Atlantis. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we go ahead. T- Tatooine, Tatooine, you know, just, just to illustrate this, Tatooine is based on a desert. We know what a desert is, but there's lots of desert. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, Tatooine is real. It means that, you know, well, here's this planet that is a desert. So, okay. You know, just like, Maybe there was a city or a pair of cities that rep that that looked very much like Sodom and Gomorrah are described in the Bible, or you know, more okay, more more likely you know described in the Pentateuch rather than the Christian Bible, or you know, you know, in the Jewish tradition, you know, but. You know, there were there were a couple cities like that, and you know, well, the author just used what what he knew to write him up. You know, okay, sure. let's write let's write a moral tale around what I know. So, yeah, yeah, 
Because writers make things up. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Yes. Oliver? Antiquity does not equal validity. No. Your no, example your example of Star Wars is apt because we all dismiss the story of or the folklore or the the whatever behind Star Wars because it was invented in 1977. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it doesn't make any difference whether this was invented 2000 years ago that doesn't make it valid. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to give the the archaeologist a, a bit of a benefit of the doubt here because when he says that the Bible needs no proof Hmm. That... I, I, I I'm going to I'm going to use a wrestling analogy, if Ooh. I may. Please do. Um, there are those who say that uh, for people who like wrestling, no explanation is needed. Mm-hmm. For people who do not like wrestling, no explanation will do. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he means when he says the 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 there's no the Bible is he's saying that you either believe it or you don't. Mm-hmm. There's no proof. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in this. Now, the other thing that should be pointed out, and I believe that this gentleman was one of the people, um, that uh, David Ben-Gurion, who was, for those who don't know, who was the first uh, prime minister of Israel, went to every leading archaeologist in Israel at the time and said, go out and find our founding documents. The government will pay for this. Mm Mm-hmm. So what he meant by that was like the exodus from Egypt, the, uh, you know, stuff like Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, that Egypt, that the pharaohs used, uh, used people of Jewish faith as slaves. And they came back with zero. (laughs) And I mean zero. You can, these, when he talks about these cities and how history, is is uh, enc- encompassed within the Bible. Yes, Jericho exists to this day. Mm-hmm. Antioch exists to this day. Jerusalem certainly exists to this day. These are cities that were mentioned within the New Testament and the Old Testament. So, yes, you can have actual historical fact within the Bible. The problem comes is that all of those things, I, I can give you everything about those, that, that everything that, that is mentioned geographically wise historically wise i can give you all of that but you still have to make a leap to tell me that all of the stuff that that i take as true can be imbued with this prime mover or this outside force you can't prove that to me mm-hmm. you, you still have as christopher hitchens once said you still have all of your work ahead of you to convince you i'll, I'll give you all this Right, but you still have to tell you, you you have to tell me, or you have to prove to me that Sodom and Gomorrah, and Gomorrah was this awful place to uh, that that did all of these terrible things, and that God came down and 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 destroyed them, and then turned a woman into into uh, you know Lowry seasoned salt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so this archaeologist, I just think he confuses the issue, and mm-hmm. it's like. I think he was on this, the state of Israel's payroll, and he kind of had to say that, that the mm, Bible yeah. was, you know. Uh, but uh, apparently he is very um, well-regarded, or was mm-hmm. very well-regarded as an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. So, so tribe over. Yeah. So, so, so apparently they found the historical archives of Ebla, which is what the Ebla tablets were. And basically what they were was exactly what any archaeologist wants to find. 
it was day-to-day business. It yeah. was a day in the life of you know the 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 town scholar or you know the town scribe writing stuff down. You know the the most interesting things that you find in any historic site are not the grand stories but the day-to-day business what were people doing and this is what they found and yeah there were there were stories in there too so i love the shot of the two archaeologists where all these people are breaking their backs in 110 degree heat those two twerps (laughs) are just standing there looking at a big hole that's i'm like you know pick up a shovel you (laughs) ding that (laughs) so the question is what happened to the sites thought to be sodom and gomorrah I love this. Could, I love this. Could be war. Could be corruption. Could be famine. Who knows? But let's let let's let Leonard explain to us. Tillers of fertile fields, clever artisans, sophisticated townsmen. Such people likely inhabited the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Fertility lay at the core of their religion. We know that they performed ecstatic rites that openly attempted to fuse the sensual and the spiritual. Their gods and goddesses have survived them. Okay, first of all, Leonard talking about the sensual is just... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I, I, I don't need to hear that. Um, pawn far, pawn far. <laughs> Now you can drink. <laughs> Drinking. Um, let's see. So apparently Baal and Ishtar were, were apparently worshipped in Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot and his family were the only ones, they were the only Hebrews in town, so they weren't worshipping ba- Baal and, and uh, Ishtar and whatever other gods, you know, they thought to worship, so... And uh, let's see. And of course, they go into the uh, you know the, we we have some cosplay. Or actually, no, this is a this is an actual movie. Um, the townspeople wanted Lot to send out the angels that came to his house so that they that they may <clears throat> know them. And anyone who reads the Bible knows what the word "know" means. Um. You mean no in the biblical sense? No in the biblical sense, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I, I will I will say uh, in this episode and the next one, uh, they're they're very apparently family friendly here because they never mention that uh, in the Christian Bible, uh, Lot offers up his daughters instead of the angels. Yes, he does. Yes, so. Also, I like the eyes eyes on palms lady. Well, I think one I think one of the people in the crowd was the guy from the hills have eyes. <laughs> I swear to God, it could have been. But I don't know what year that movie came out though. Seventy, yeah, because it was it was in the seventies. Oh, okay. He has one um, line, and I'm sitting here going, "That's the guy from the hills have eyes." So, and the twist, it, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And the Motley Crew, the Motley Crew video for people like smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> but I think it's the same guy. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, so 
So it turns out that they they go into a few, uh, you know, because they ask what happened, what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah, and then they're talking about hot springs over, you know, near near the Dead Sea, and uh, a fault. Um, does anyone know what hot springs and a fault line mean? <laughs> Volcanic activity. So, you know, and, and then you have, um, you, you have this idea of, you know, uh, in the Bible, it describes, you know, fire and brimstone coming down to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, all fire and brimstone really is, is volcanic activity. <laughs> but we'll get into that in a, at the end of the episode. Um, that would have been a much, but much simpler yet less in search of explanation. (laughs) Sulfur and pitch shot up into the air and fell on the cities. And and yet we have no idea if these cities ever existed. Um, and by the way, the seismologist that they talked to had a comb over. It's true. Yep. Yeah. It was spectacular. (laughs) There was some brill cream action there too. It was. we we have to point out comb overs for for the newcomers to this series. Yes, and I'm sure he was wearing high karate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone have anything to add at this point? He was karate chopping things. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's where Leonard got the suit from. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I think this is the uh, this is the the last clip from the show. It might be long. I'm not sure. Yep. Clues point to the Dead Sea, to a solution to the mystifying biblical puzzle. Yet no material evidence of Sodom and Gomorrah, not a single blackened pottery shard, has ever been found here. Israeli archaeologist Dr. Avram Biran. Now the difficulties are that undoubtedly Sodom and Gomorrah are covered under the silt of the Dead Sea. And until something happens to remove the silt at the bottom of the Dead Sea on the southern part, which is not very deep. I don't think we have a chance of finding Sodom and Gomorrah. However, if we do, as for example we are doing now in removing some of the water uh, for the manufacture of potash and bromide, and the earth will be uncovered, it is very possible that under one or two or three feet of silt, you will find remains of a city of the second millennium B.C., which would be Sodom and Gomorrah. So, we have an empty plain next to the Dead Sea, and there's salt formations, at least one about the size, roughly, of a human female. There's known volcanic activity in the area. Your job is to construct a moral tale around this information. Okay. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah. that's, that's beautifully put. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nothing's ever been found to confirm that the cities have ever existed. Um, they may find something someday. They still haven't in 2018. Uh, oh. Well, they haven't found anything to point out um, that the cities ever existed. 
However, in the area that they're talking about next to the Dead Sea, archaeologists, uh, and this was, uh, let's see, from December 4th, 2018, uh, the article from universetoday.com, a meteor may have exploded in the air 3,700 years ago, obliterating communities near the Dead Sea. This is a research paper that has been written. It was written back in 2015. And there is evidence for a meteor exploding in the area. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a meteor. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still, I, I still, I still like spontaneous combustion. Come on. <laughs> How can you not love that? You know, we make jokes about drinking games every time anybody mentions Star Trek on this on this show. Mm-hmm. But perhaps we should have one when In Search Of uses the word possible. Possible, yeah. yes. Possible. Because this is a common trope throughout In Search Of. And again, the archaeologist at the end says it's possible that Sodom and Gomorrah is underneath there. Okay, mm. people. Well, once again, of course it's possible. The question is whether it's probable. <laughs> You can say possible until the cows come home because nobody can argue with possible. <laughs> look at it look at it this way. We have more evidence that Bigfoot exists <laughs> than Sodom and Gomorrah. We do. We do. Because as he said, we have no evidence that Sodom and Gomorrah existed. <laughs> mm-hmm. By at the least way, with Bigfoot, we have footprints. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I will put a link to that article in the show notes for this episode. And can we just mention one more thing as a final thought here? Sure. Okay, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is in Genesis chapter 18. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're very, very early in the game here. Yes. Does Sodom and Gomorrah really matter? Like, uh... apart, from, apart from this moral story, um, it really has plays no part whatsoever, or a very small part, in the biblical history. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I just don't know what's the... What's the, what's the the fuss <laughs> it's my you know it's uh. to, to me it's somebody who just wanting to you know you know we we can get into this in another in another venue i don't know you know uh, i hesitate to say there okay there are people out there who believe that if you can prove just one story of the bible it makes the whole bible true and it it doesn't happen no, because it's impossible. No, you, yeah. you are correct. And Sodom and Gomorrah is the famous one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Noah, Noah's flood is, you know, it, that's been debunked eight ways from Sunday. <laughs> um, Yeah, pretty much everything, you know. Yeah, there are no... <sighs> we, we could have this discussion. We, we could discuss this for hours. Well, and, I evidently I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, do we have anything else to add? I just like to point out that sulfur farmer. Yes, had the greatest beard and mustache that I have seen in a while. <laughs> that was that was on point. <laughs> that was kind of Hasidic mixed with hippie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah. Uh, Oliver, anything to add? No, I think Steve just summed up the episode brilliantly. Yes. <laughs> so, 
Oliver, tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Oliver Rockstar. Steve, where can people find you? At Doc Pinko. And you can find me at AlienCG on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, don't don't turn around. Don't blink. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. That's an ace of bass song. Toodles, kids. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>